You're listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, where we believe that every teacher deserves a coach, and every coach does too. I'm Chrissy Beltran, an instructional coach, resource creator, and coffee enthusiast. And I'm your host. Stay tuned for practical tips and honest coaching talk that will help you coach with confidence. Coach, welcome to episode 34 of Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. I am so glad you're here with me today because we are talking about something that so many of us are navigating for the first time or maybe the second time ever, virtual coaching. So virtual coaching isn't brand new, but it's brand new to so many educators who serve teachers in school settings. People have been virtual coaches for a long time, and you can find a virtual coach who's long distance, but actually being a coach coaching teachers on your own campus virtually and coaching teachers who are teaching virtually is kind of a different animal. So we're used to being able to pop in on teachers just to check in and see how things are going. We like to give hugs and high fives. We can drop things off for teachers when they need them or like a little bonus treat. And we can also hide from people (laughs) whenever we are coaching in person. But virtual coaching is a whole different ballgame and none of these things really work. So last semester, many schools in an emergency setting quickly shut down. They shut down due to COVID-19, obviously, and um, they were concerned about transmission. And and so they shut down for most, I mean, I don't know of any school that opened up in the spring after they shut down, they pretty much continued the rest of the year through the summer. Some schools have since opened up, many have not, um, or some have opened up in some sort of capacity, uh, whether it's part of their student body coming to school and part being virtual. Um, But This semester looks very different in terms of teaching and learning than last semester did. Even though you might have your entire student body at home learning virtually, we are actually having to ensure that kids are learning new things online. And in the past, in the last spring and early summer, many schools were just kind of trying to stay afloat, which I totally get. It was, they were thrown for a loop. It was um, building the plane as they were flying it, and many teachers are still doing that now, but we're actually asking teachers to teach things now, new things to kids they did not know, instead of doing more of review and extension like a lot of schools focused on last spring. So now, whenever we are serving as coaches to teachers who are doing this work, this actually has to look like real coaching online. It's not just um, putting out fires like a lot of us were trying to do in the spring. So This has been incredibly stressful for so many coaches who are trying to figure out how to do this and for so many teachers and it's stressful for parents who have kids who are learning at home and all in all, it is a really difficult time to have anything to do with the educational system. So my first piece of advice to you is take a deep breath and everybody just calm down for a second because we are all working ourselves into a tizzy and it's not that it's invalid. There are absolutely valid concerns and fears and anxieties that are happening right now around virtual teaching, coaching, and learning, but they're not helping us. They're not helping us get through the day. All we can do is take it one day at a time, and if you take it one day at a time, you will continue to make an impact as a coach. I believe you can. So let's talk about what you can actually do 
to move yourself from an in-person coach to a virtual coach. Many coaches spent the first maybe month or several weeks of school helping teachers figure out some basic things like what technology they might use, what resources they have that could transfer to online learning, making sure that if kids needed actual hard hard copies of things or resources that needed to be delivered home, that kids had access to those materials. That took up a lot of time, and so many coaches haven't gotten into the nitty-gritty of planning. Some have, but many are still kind of getting the bases covered and making sure that we are set up for virtual learning. But now we need to start thinking about, okay, how are we going to meet the needs of our teachers through the long haul? Because at some schools, we are going virtual. Kids are going to have the virtual option for the rest of the semester. Some schools are, everybody's virtual for still another month or two months. Um, it looks different everywhere in different parts of the country, but virtual learning is still going to be happening for a while. So we have to think about how we can serve our teachers as coaches in a real learning capacity. And there are a couple of things I want you to think about before we get into exactly what you can do as a coach to serve teachers. I want you to kind of create a coaching mindset that is gonna support you in virtual coaching. And this is, it includes two parts. The first one is do not think of yourself as one more thing for teachers to do. You are not one more thing. You are a supportive partner who can help teachers figure out solutions to problems and build up their teaching knowledge and expertise to impact kids better. And that's amazing. You can do that whether teachers are, coaching, are teaching in person, whether they are teaching online, whether you are sitting next to them, or whether you are 40 miles away on your computer. You can do that no matter where everybody is. You can be a partner and a support system. You are not one more thing. The second thing I want you to make sure that you have kind of um, pulled into your mindset is do not dump everything you know about coaching and start over. Sometimes we feel like we don't even know where to start with this whole new project. And what I want you to do is encourage you to hold on to your coaching experience and your coaching knowledge. Whether you've never coached today, if you've read things, if you've watched things, hold on to those best practices and those ideals so that we can move them into a virtual setting. And we're going to talk in a few minutes about how to do that. It's kind of like students. Whenever we teach them how to take a writing test, for example, and all year you practice on a piece of notebook paper. Students practice writing different kinds of things on a piece of notebook paper, and they're very confident with that. And the day of the test comes, and you give them a test booklet, and it has that lined page. With ours was 26 lines. And the kids look at that as if they've never seen lined paper before because it's a different format, right? But just because it's a different format doesn't mean they don't know what to do. We don't want to revert to our, <laughs> our brains where we're just trying to stay afloat, right? We don't want to revert to that kind of thinking. We want to take the best of what we know and apply it to this new situation, and I know that you can do it. So let's think about some first steps in instructional coaching online that will create a foundation to support you all year long, whether you're coaching online for the rest of the year or in person or both. And this is going to sound really familiar because these are the three things that I talk about all the time whenever I talk to coaches about getting started. The first one is defining your role, and in this case, it's going to be defining your role as a virtual coach. The second one is to communicate that role with your administration very clearly and make sure you're on the same page. And the third is to share that role with your teachers and clarify what it's going to look like. So we're going to talk about how to do these three things in this episode. It's a big one, uh, but I think it's so important, and I'm really excited to share it with you. So what I want you to do 
before you define your coaching role and you start making a list of all the things that virtual coaches might do, I want you to think about what supports you usually offer and how you can transition those into virtual supports. Okay, so I have some examples and what you can do is just take a piece of paper and fold it in half and on the left, write in-person coaching and on the right, write virtual coaching. And I want you to think about each thing that you do. You can list them all the way down the left side, all the different kinds of things that you do as, a, as an in-person coach. And then you're going to build a little bridge to the virtual coaching and think about what that might look like in a virtual setting. So I've got some examples to help you think about this. So for example, if you usually help teachers create expectations and classroom routines that will support their management, you can do that online. You'll help teachers create expectations and classroom routines for their virtual classroom interactions. And that will support their management online. And management looks very different, obviously. But you can help teachers think through what expectations or support systems or routines might be helpful to students in order to have a well-managed online classroom. So we're just taking what we already do, transitioning it into virtual coaching. If you usually model lessons in classrooms to demonstrate strategies or to show how to use new materials. For example, I've been working with many coaches this year who have a brand new curriculum. Obviously, it's the best time to have a brand new curriculum, right? So what you can do online is you can model a virtual lesson to demonstrate strategies or to show how to use the new materials. You're just going to do it online. And maybe you create a bank of these videos that people can access um, over time and you've got them organized in Google Drive by different content area or different resource or strategy. If you usually plan lessons with individual teachers to help them meet their standards and plan for engagement, you can transition that to online learning. You just help them plan lessons virtually and for virtual teaching. You're going to help them find the resources that they need online and figure out what a good solid lesson plan looks like online. And if you usually observe lessons and provide feedback to support teacher reflection and growth, you can do that online. You're just going to do it in a virtual way. Instead of watching an in-person lesson, you're either watching a lesson that is being done live via, computer, via the internet, or you're watching a recording of a lesson or a part of a recording. And then you can provide feedback on it just like you would if you had come to visit people in person. So we want to make sure that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, that we transition what we know about coaching into what we can create and envision for virtual coaching. Because you are creating your role. You're really defining what a virtual coach looks like at your school. Once you have that all hammered out and you know what kind of supports you want to create, you can use it to build a coaching menu. So the thing is, a coaching menu, a virtual coaching menu in this case, has options for teachers to choose from. I recommend having very low-level support options like resource recommendations and technology support and more challenging supports as well, such as co-teaching or observations, because people need a way in to your support. And we want to give that way into them by starting out with something that is not so scary as somebody watching your online teaching. So what we need to do is make sure that we have a variety of different kinds of supports. So when we share that menu with teachers, they will be able to select something that they are comfortable starting with. And you can always move them over time into something that's a little bit more challenging. Now, on top of that, you don't want to put every single support that you ever plan to offer on that menu. You want to start out with what you are comfortable with. So if you're comfortable with maybe five different things, 
offer those five things. You are learning as you go with virtual coaching. And so it's okay if you're not prepared to co-teach a lesson online, that takes some figuring out. But if you are prepared to observe a video lesson, throw that on there and let teachers know that's a way that you can support them. So once you've got your, your coaching menu kind of sketched out, you're going to want to communicate with your administration. And this is so important because your administrator needs to be on the same page as you in order to make sure that everybody is communicating the same message with teachers and that you are not overstepping your bounds and that you are not underperforming in what they're expecting of you. So you want to set a date and time for this conversation. And normally I would say do it in person, uh, but obviously that may not be best given your circumstances at this point. So set a date and time and let them know the topic of the meeting. Let them know why you want to meet with them so that they can kind of have their thoughts organized and prepared before they sit down with you. Ask them what they envision a virtual coach to be and what their goals are for your work this year. You wanna get from them an idea of where they want you to head and what kinds of, of uh, supports they're expecting you to provide to teachers. You can share your coaching menu with them and get their feedback on it. You can make adjustments and kind of collaborate to really nail down your role so that whenever you go to share it with teachers, you know exactly what you're talking about and everybody is in agreement that that is the exact support that you are going to provide. So we want to make sure that's really clear instead of um, you going off and doing things with teachers and your admin has no clue what you're doing and then they're not able to support it. Ideally, you want your admin to say, hey, here's so-and-so and kind of introduce you, even if you've already introduced yourself, and tell teachers what, they can what you can help them do during this crazy year. So whenever you have your admin and you on the same page, you're much more likely to get teachers interested in the support that you're going to offer. When you don't, then you are more likely to spin your wheels and you will get maybe interest from some people, but you're not going to ever have a moment where the whole school is ready to go and accept your support for virtual coaching. After you have communicated with your administration and you have really nailed down exactly what your role is going to look like, what kinds of supports you're going to offer to teachers, and you've really, you've fleshed out that uh, coaching menu so that teachers will be able to choose a support to start with, then you can create a fun event that will help you introduce yourself and your role to teachers. So even if you have already worked on this campus, I absolutely recommend that you host an event to introduce yourself and your role to teachers this year. And that is because nobody knows what you do online. <laughs> if you're having trouble envisioning what your role might be, can you imagine what teachers are thinking? They have no clue what you're going to be able to do with them. They might have an idea that you could help them plan or do some of the things that you've helped them do in the past, but it might be hard for them to envision what that's going to look like. So in this Meet the Coach event that I want you to, to plan and host, you really want to share explicitly how each of these supports are going to pan out, what they're going to look like whenever you actually do them with teachers. So here's what you can include in your Meet the Coach event. You can introduce yourself, maybe some fun facts or um, some backstory, like a little bit of your educational history, not too much, just a little bit. You can have a little fun and play some games, maybe games where people could guess things about you and try to figure out what they know about you already. Uh, you can also share your role, of course. A coaching menu is a great place to start whenever you're sharing explicits about how you are ready to help teachers. 
You can get feedback from teachers on what they would like support in, how they're feeling, and what you can do to help. And of course, Google Forms is a great way to get feedback, but if you're hosting a Meet the Coach event, you can definitely just have those small conversations with teachers to kind of figure out um, what's going on, what they've got on their plates, what they're worried about, and then you can figure out how you can create some supports that would help them in those specific areas. And you can get feedback about previous coaching experiences as well. And I've talked about that in previous episode uh, where we talk about defining your role and communicating it with teachers. But we really want to know what do, do, what do teachers think that coaches do? So many times teachers have had not great experiences with instructional coaches. And then you walk into a position where they think that you are going to be the same. So if you can get some feedback from them on what their previous coaching experience was like during this meet the coach meeting, you can ensure one, that you don't do anything that is really upsetting to people, such as gossiping or tattling or anything you want to avoid. And you can also make sure that you do provide the supports that they were wanting, but maybe didn't get. Sometimes people will say, well, they didn't really help me in the classroom. They just did data or they just spent a lot of time in the front office but they didn't make an impact on my classroom at all. Like, I don't even think she ever came in here. So that's very telling as to what teachers think you should be doing. So that's a good place to start is to get that information. So you might be wondering, okay, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to introduce myself. We're going to play a game. I'm going to share my role. I'm going to get feedback from them on what they want help with or what challenges they're having. Okay, where do I do this? If I'm coaching online, what does this look like? It can look like a couple different things. You can set up a coffee with the coach and actually have them join you live for like a coffee talk event, which is fun. You can ask them to bring their favorite mug and their favorite hot beverage, and then everybody can sort of share a little bit about what they brought and why that's their favorite. Sometimes people bring mugs that they've gotten from fun trips or mugs that say something clever about them, and it just kind of shows you a little bit more about people. And then you can move into sharing those in pieces of information after you've done kind of your introductory coffee talk where you get to know everybody. You can also do, include into this session, a meet the coach slideshow. And I do recommend that. That's actually part of the virtual coaching startup kit that's available to members of the coffee and coaching membership. Um, and so are the invitations, incidentally, and the virtual coaching menu and all the tools that you need to do all this work. <laughs> but specifically, this virtual coaching. Uh, slideshow is really helpful because it will help gives you what I would recommend that you include if you make your own is you have a slide that includes your goals for this year and they want to be specifically tailored to supporting teachers through virtual learning and what your coaching is going to look like online where you spell out all of those different items that you figured out to put on your menu and then you spell out exactly what they're going to look like. So for example, if you say that you can serve as a sounding board because that's one of those low level supports that you thought you could put on there, you can say first we can set up a virtual conference and then we can discuss whatever you're trying to figure out and come up with a good plan that works for you, right? That's a really simple way that you can approach um, talking about your responsibilities and the, th the supports that you're ready to provide, you spell out each step and that way people know exactly what's going to happen and they are not as afraid to ask for help. If you say, I can provide technology recommendations, then you'll tell them we can set up a virtual conference and then you can share what it is you're trying to accomplish with technology and I can share some apps that may work well for you. It really spells it out so people kind of go, oh, I could ask for that help and it sound, they can see themselves doing this. The last thing that you want to include in this presentation is how to reach you. 
So you definitely want to tell them if you are supposed to ask for support via email and if there's a specific subject line that should be in there, if they're supposed to send you a text, maybe you have a Google phone number and you're going to have them send you a text message to request support, or maybe you're using a Google form, which I really do recommend doing that because you can gather some, some preliminary information from them as they request support. Now you of course can reach out to people directly and offer support, but this is a way that people can get a hold of you without having to track you down. You wanna have one place that they can go to get a hold of you and to request support, all the time, same place every day, so they don't have to track you down to ask you for everything. So a Google form is a great way to do that. And you just have a form available that has some basic questions like, what is it that you're wanting support in or what challenge are you trying to figure out is a good way to kind of ask that question. What kinds of support might be helpful to you and you can have little radio boxes where they mark off uh, if they want a recommendation or if they want a modeled lesson or if they want a video support, those kinds of things. Um, and then actually that is included in the virtual coaching toolkit, the startup kit um, that coffee and coaching members get. I have Google Forms already ready to go. And they've been really helpful to people because that's, we can collect all the data and put that into a Google sheet. And then you can see timestamped who asked for support first and all the details that they've provided you about the kind of support that they're interested in. So I want you to think about all of these different things that we talked about today. The first one, you know, defining, really getting into the right mindset, not thinking of yourself as one more thing and not dumping everything you know about coaching and starting over. We're going to transition our learning. We're going to define our roles as virtual coaches, communicate it with the administration and share it with the teachers. Those are the big three things that we talked about doing today. And I want to make sure that you have the tools that you need to do it. So I have a really amazing offer for you and I want you to hear about it. It is the Coffee and Coaching Membership. Virtual and blended coaching is a whole new challenge for so many instructional coaches right now. And coaches are having to figure out how to build relationships, provide professional development, and implement coaching cycles and strategies online. And for the most part, they don't have the help that they need to do it. So the best place to go to learn about virtual coaching right now is the Coffee and Coaching Membership. I co-host this membership with my coaching friend, Nicole Turner of Simply Coaching and Teaching. And as a member of this coaching membership site, you have access to a bank of PD to go videos where you can learn about virtual coaching, coaching foundations, strategies, and more. There's an exclusive Facebook group, monthly live sessions on the topics you'd like to learn about. And we record those sessions so you can watch them whenever you want live Q&A sessions with me and Nicole, and so many downloadable tools to help you get coaching without having to start from scratch, including the virtual coaching startup kit. You can join the membership at coffeeandcoachingmembership.com today. And I promise that you won't regret it because you're going to get the support and the answers you need to coach virtually and in person or both of your coaching in a blended manner. So I really want you to take the, the minute and check that out today. That's coffeeandcoachingmembership.com. I believe that the tools and the community there are exactly what you need to feel confident in the coaching work that you're doing this year. And if you like this episode about virtual coaching, I want you to share it on Instagram and tag me at buzzing with Miss B so I can see what your thoughts are. Leave a little comment or you, know, you can screenshot your phone where it shows the episode that you're listening to and just kind of make a little note of what your favorite tip was or if you have any feedback for me, I would love to see it. Just tag me at buzzing with Miss B. And until then, happy coaching. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at buzzingwithmissb. 
If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching. Happy coaching.